0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I've seen such positive effects in my relationship with Taylor, my relationship with my parents, my friends, family, whoever, just sharing how I'm feeling a little more and just having that open line of communication. Honestly, and like the people that love you are going to like, hear you and respect you and either agree or disagree, but at the end of the day, as long as they like respect and hear like what you have to say, like that's a good friend or that's a good family member. And like the people who aren't really there for you or don't love you, if they like disagree with you or they don't like believe, then they're not meant to be
1: in your life. Welcome to The Real Real, where we go behind the highlight reel and go into the unfiltered. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode is actually a replay from last year, and the reason why. I'm doing that is because this week is Christmas. So happy holidays and Merry Christmas, everyone. I didn't want to do a new episode this week just because I know some people aren't listening to podcasts, you're spending time with family. But I also know that it's a week that a lot of people are traveling and you guys are looking for new podcasts to listen to. So I figured I would throw back to one from last year, which I've got a lot of new listeners to the podcast. So this episode technically is going to be new for like, half of you, if you haven't been around last year, it is with a very special guest. It is with Tay Lautner and, or I'm sorry, Lautner. I believe that's the accurate pronunciation. Um, Tay, you might know her from social media and she is also married to Taylor Lautner or Lautner, however you want to pronounce it. And I am so excited because I actually interviewed Tay back when she was Tay Dome. So she was not yet married. um, And we talked all about mental health. We talked about the start of her podcast when it was just her podcast. He wasn't a part of it yet. And I wanted to throw back to that because they're on call her daddy this week. And I was like, wait. Let's go back to the beginning. I interviewed her in her very early days of the podcast. I wanna hear her story from the beginning and I'm sure a lot of you guys are interested in that too. We talk a ton about mental health. We also obviously talk about, you know, how she met her husband, Taylor, but I just loved having her on. I remember last year, that was always one of my favorite episodes because she was so sweet and she was just like, I don't wanna say sunshine because that's a little cheesy, but she was just super, super, super sweet. And I wanted to throw it back to this episode because I know a lot of you guys might not have heard it since you are newer listeners. So hopefully this is still a new episode to everyone. And also I just want to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays because this time of year is always a crazy time of year for everyone. You're with extended family. You're kind of working. You're kind of not. Everyone's like, I'll catch back up with you in the new year. And it's just kind of like we're in this like time warp where time isn't real. At least that's how it feels for me. Like I'm like being productive and I'm working, but then I realize that like no one else in the world is. So there's only so much that I can do but it's just a really fun time and I am so excited that it is the holidays. I'm also very excited for the new year. You guys are going to catch my new episode next week. I believe when you're listening to this in the next week, it's going to be all about my goals for the new year. I actually haven't sat down and like set my new year's resolutions yet. And I really want to take a lot of time to think about it because I am such a new year's resolution girl. I love the new year. It makes me feel so productive. And so that's going to be next week's episode. And I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, which was my 2023 wrapped. It was a really honest and vulnerable one. So today's episode is a throwback, like I said, with Tay Lautner, and it is going to be just audio. It's not going to be on YouTube, but you guys have been loving the YouTube podcast. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't for all new episodes moving forward will be on YouTube, especially if they are in person, which I'm pretty much exclusively doing in-person stuff. I am headed to LA and New York at some point in the new year. So I'm going to batch record a bunch of podcasts there. So let me know who you want to see on the podcast but I'm so glad that you guys have been loving it. I've also heard your responses that you guys have been liking the solo episodes, which I'm so grateful for. So more of those will be coming up also. But yeah, without further ado, again, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and let's welcome Tay again to the show. Well, hello, Tay. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. Super excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. When I got the email, I was like, "That name sounds so familiar." And I remember I like seeing you on social media. I remember one of my friends actually, I think, went to high school with you, which sounds really like <laughs> weird, but that's where I was like, "Oh, that's where I remember her from." Oh my gosh, what the heck? That's crazy. Yeah. Do you know Maddie Dewey? Oh my gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So she was funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's hilarious. I know. I was like, oh, that's such a small world. But anyways, we'll get into this podcast. So (laughs) I start off with setting the record straight. So that's stereotypes, assumptions. You let me know if they're true or false. And then we'll get into the topics. But the first one is that self-care is not selfish. That is absolutely true. Yeah,
0: selfish at all
1: (laughs) yeah I feel like a lot of times sometimes people think it is because it's like you're taking time away from others you're taking time for yourself I feel like sometimes with self-care let's say you're in a relationship or you have a family it's like taking time away from them so it might seem selfish but I totally agree I don't I think it's like one of those sayings where like you can't pour from an empty cup like it's that same expression yeah I was just gonna say like to be able to like pour into others, like you got to have something in your cup. So
0: I'm a big advocate for like self-care because like I love my like alone time and like doing stuff like that. So I am a big believer in that.
1: Yeah, I'm actually curious now because I love alone time as well. And I definitely need like time where I'm not with anyone. I'm by myself, whether it's in the car, whether it's before bed, like whatever it is, I just need to like be alone and like not speak to anyone. How often do you like need that alone time and like sometimes I feel guilty like saying that to people like if I'm with people or if I'm in a group or I'm on a vacation and I'm like I just need to be alone like how do do you portray that without coming off as like selfish or like you don't want to be with someone
0: yeah I mean I think it just depends like on the week how much like alone time I need if it's like a crazy week I'll definitely like take time like either I'll take like a longer shower or I'll just like sometimes like sit like outside or just like lay in bed and just like have like quiet because I like process when I'm like alone and in my head. That's how I like process everything. But I think that prioritizing that is like super important. And when I'm feeling like stressed, Mm -hmm. Taylor, my fiance will sense it. And I'll be like, I think I just needed some alone time or he'll be like, if you guys want to go play pickleball, I'm like, go, go have fun. Go have fun. It's okay. Or I'll be like, so I need like a change of scenery when I work. Mm-hmm. So I'll like either go in the backyard, front yard, I'll go to the coffee shop. I'll like change rooms, go in the kitchen. So that kind of like, if I like space myself away from people, then that kind of like helps if I'm like working. And then after I'm done working, I'll just kind of take some quiet time to myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely use like my mornings for that where I'm like, I'm not going to talk to a soul in the morning. I'm going to go to the gym, put my headphones in. I'm not going to look at my phone. Like I use that time as like my alone time for so that during the day I can actually like give to people, you know, and like not, not feel like I'm like overwhelmed or drowning or anything like that. Yeah. The next one is that social media is really harmful for mental health. I think that could be
0: Mm 50-50.
1: I think like
0: definitely like the comparison aspect, like your whole thing, the real, real, like there's definitely like the comparison, like your highlight reel, seeing everyone's like best moments. So I think that could be sometimes harmful, but I also think there's a lot of like positive, like people posting about like positive body image or like stuff like their mental health struggles, like how to cope with things, different self-care tips. So I definitely think there is a positive to social media as well. It's just kind of like finding that like in between.
1: Yeah. And I actually want to talk about that also because I think like you have lemons by Tay and that's on Instagram. Like you have so many resources and it reminds people to take care of their mental health. And, you know, I think that is positive. That's what comes out of it. Whereas if we didn't have social media, that stuff wouldn't exist. Like it would only be magazines and and TV networks and, you know, like without social media, real people wouldn't be able to share their own stories. But I also think that social media has caused so much harm in the comparison journey and like, especially for young girls that are, you know, growing up with Instagram and TikTok. And like, I'm so glad that I did not have that at such a young age. Like, I feel like it was introduced when I was like 16, 17, you know, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was around it when I was like really little, but I, how do you like set boundaries on social media? Like, do you want to follow people? Do you mute people? Do you only go on it a certain amount of times a day or for a certain amount of time?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I just don't like follow anyone that like would jeopardize my mental health. If I did, I would probably just mute them. But I think it's easier for myself and probably other creators to set a boundary with Instagram because like, that's kind of like work, how I view it. Like you're creating content, you're doing this, you're doing partnerships, like that's work for me. So it's kind of like, I don't even want to go on Instagram. Like I'll post my stuff, like be done for the day. And then I'm like, uh, I don't even really want to like go on it. So it's like your place of work. So like, you don't really like want to be like in work. So that's kind of been helpful for me. But yeah, I think setting boundaries with that is really important. Maybe not like scrolling before bed, which everyone does. It's kind of an yeah. But yeah, I definitely believe in like setting a boundary with that. I know friends that like said, I don't even know how to do it, like a parental control or something on the phone where it's like, they can only look at the app from like this time to this time. And then after Mm -hmm. like, they can't open it. And I'm like, wow, that's really good self-control because you can literally just go and unlock it. (laughs) But there's definitely that too, which is cool.
1: Yeah, I have that. I have like a timer where if I spend more than an hour on it in a day, which an hour sounds like so much to be spent on one app, but like you will go through it super quickly, especially with it being your job, you know, you're on it posting and creating content and all of that. But so often and like ignore limit or like another yeah. 15 minutes because it's so easy to do. So I really need to have like that self-control to be like, no, I'm not going to extend this. Like I, I set enough time on this already. Yeah, I love it. And then the next one is that therapy is helpful for everyone. I think yes.
0: I haven't heard of someone having a negative the therapy experience i was just at therapy yesterday and i'm like revived refreshed but i feel like the thought of therapy can be scary like going into like a new place with like someone you don't know you're like sitting on a couch like it just like can feel kind of like uncomfy but once you find like your correct like because not every therapist is for everyone like once you find like your person that you feel like comfortable with, that you feel like understands you. I feel like there is so much positive
1: that comes from that. Mm -hmm. Do you think everyone should go or do you think like it's not for everyone? Like even if everyone will have a positive experience, do you think everyone can benefit even if you're not necessarily like dealing with anything yourself? I think so. I think it's
0: kind of the same thing as like something that I preach is like, learn how to prioritize your mental health before something happens. I kind of feel like that could be the same with therapy. Like go with someone, get in a group with someone, talking with someone about your life, about like anything, how you process things, like ways you can improve your like mental processing, not even just of your mental health, but like how you view like this person, how you view this event, how you like perceive things. I feel like that could definitely help.
1: Yeah. So I want to actually talk about that because I think a lot of people don't prioritize their mental health until they reach a breaking point, until it's like, I am having a panic attack, I'm depressed, or I can't get out of bed. You know, I think that's when people start realizing maybe I should pay attention to this. How do you prioritize it when it's not necessarily on the forefront of your mind? Because when everything's going well, you're not like thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I definitely am guilty of doing that. And I still do that like to this day. But I think. Just like finding routines to put in place, like journaling or even just like writing stuff on your phone. Or every Monday, you like go out and like, I don't know, it doesn't need to be so like zenny, like go do yoga, go meditate. Like it could be anything. Like you can go take a hot yoga class. You can go take a freaking, what are they called? Like the, shoot, I'm blanking on the names, like the F45s, like the, oh,
1: yeah, like and, the hit like, classes.
0: Yes. Like those like intense <laughs> classes, like, like set a routine to do something like consistently, just like having structure, even if people like need structure or not, I feel like structure is so important to us when things
1: do crash, because like you have something to rely on, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Being a creator, I think it's interesting because creators for the most part don't really have structure in their day. You know, it's like, oh, I can choose to do whatever I want. Like I wake up and I, you know, can like, film videos or I can make a TikTok or I can go get my nails done or you know you don't necessarily have that structure so how do you create that without necessarily having to have it in place because like when you have a job you kind of you have to have it you're forced to have it yeah or I mean being a creator is a job obviously but you know when you have like a job where you have to go in how do you like set that for yourself
0: I definitely think that's it's hard to do in different seasons, I struggle with it. Like these past couple of weeks, I've just been like insanely busy and like, I'll wake up and start meetings at nine and then it'll be six o'clock by the time. And I'm like, Oh, I haven't even responded to emails. Like it's definitely hard to do that. But I think just setting a time boundary, my thing is I like, will get behind on stuff because I'll get busy. So Mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to commit like Sunday from like 10 to 12. I'm going to like, just sit down by myself and like, get all my crap done, get my scheduling done, figure out like what's going into the week, get my emails all taken care of. So I think like just kind of setting a boundary and like maybe like that type of a schedule could help, but it's definitely like based off of like the person and like how much Mm -hmm. you like tend to create. Maybe you create on like one day or like not one day because definitely takes a lot more days than that, but maybe you structure it like one day, you try to knock out like five days worth of content so that you're not like, feeling pressured to have to do it every day or don't like feel behind, like trying to schedule out like all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, I had to kind of live by my calendar where I was like, okay, I'm going to set this morning routine. It's going to be like a two hour morning routine that I'm going to have to myself. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm not going to check my phone. And then I'm going to have like the day where I can like take meetings, check emails, all of that stuff. But I set my meetings or I start them at like 10 a.m. That's like the earliest I will take anything because like I know that before then I just won't get anything done if I have them earlier. And then I have like an hour break in the day where I literally block it off in my calendar as like break so that I can not schedule anything at that time. I can actually take time for myself. That can be my time to like eat lunch or check my emails or, you know, do whatever else I need to do or just like do nothing. Like just have a break in the middle of the day. But I feel like if you don't actually set it or you're not intentional about it, It's so easy to like, just not let it happen.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I love that you use like being intentional about it. That's like so true. We need to be intentional about like taking breaks and like setting like just the boundaries with our time and whatnot. That's really important.
1: I want to know, like, were you always interested in mental health or when you were younger, was that something that you were always interested in or was it stigmatized when you were younger? Cause I think we're around the same age. So like being I'm 26 and so growing up, like I feel like mental health, like therapy was like if you had problems. You know, it was like yeah. when you were like really young, it was like, oh, something must be wrong if she's going to that. Or I even feel like in the movies or the T V shows that we used to watch, that was like a huge stigma of like, oh, you're like depressed. Like that's something must be wrong with you. So was that something they that were always into or what did you kind of feel that stigma as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have always been very passionate about mental health. I myself didn't personally experience any like mental health struggles until a couple years ago when I started working as a nurse during COVID, but growing up I like had a lot of family members that struggled with addiction from like alcohol, the heroin and like I watched like a few family members like come close to death, so that was like kind of my first intro like to like the addiction side of mental health. And then a friend of mine from high school, he struggled with bipolar and he ended up um, taking his life about like five years ago. So there was always like little things that had like kind of happened in my life that pointed me towards mental health and that like I remember being like little in my Cousin was in ICU from like a heroin overdose and was like hooked up to all these like tubes and things. And I don't know why my parents took me. I was like nine, but it probably scared the piss out of me. And I've never done drugs and that's probably what did it. But I remember seeing him just like hooked up to all these things, kind of breathe on his own. And I was like hurt. Like I was in the car and I remember just like feeling. Like, I don't know if I still don't know what the feeling was because I was so young, but like my heart was hurting. Like it was like genuine, like sadness that I felt. And I was just like, well, why can't he just stop like doing that drug? Like, why does he keep doing it? Why did he get to that point? And like my brain, obviously you're nine, you don't understand that even as an adult, you don't really understand it. But I was just like really confused and not intrigued, but just like wanting to know, like why couldn't he stop? Why did he let that happen? So that just kind of like happened throughout my life. And I've always kind of been intrigued by mental health. I loved like my psych rotation during nursing school. And then I started working as a nurse in the fall of 2020 and like worked, was a COVID nurse for like five months. And that was not fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was like working night shifts. We were, it was just, it felt like I was in like a war movie. Like we were like doubled up our rooms. Like the rooms are meant for one patient. We had two patients in there. We were all taking more patients than we should be. We were so short staffed, like, and I was working nights. So it was just not fun. Like I would go on nights that I was supposed to be off to go take vitals from like 12 to 2am just because we didn't have anyone to do it. And I know what it felt like to not have someone there to do it. So I was like, I got to be there for my team. I got to go. But that was not good for my brain. And probably like a couple months into that, Taylor asked me one day, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just tired. I just worked the past three nights. And he was like, no, but are you really okay? And I was like, huh, that's like, that's a good question. And the conversation like ended there. And I kind of just like put it in the back of my head. I didn't really think anything more of it. Like I wasn't like, "Uh oh, I'm depressed. I have anxiety. I have PTSD triggers. Like it wasn't like it went off in my head, but I would have these things start happening to me where I would like get a panic attack going to get my hair done because the cape would remind me of like the PPE I had to wear. The one that I love sharing that's like the craziest to me is I had a bandaid on my finger and I was trying to get it off and it was like stuck on there. And I went into a panic attack, just trying to get a bandaid off of my finger because it like just reminded me of like that claustrophobic feeling. Taylor and I were just like, what the heck is happening? Like what I always say, like, I consider myself like a strong person. Like Taylor's always like, she's made of steel." It takes a lot for her to cry. And like, that's just my personality. Like I just really like press everything down and hide things well. So when all of this started happening, I was like, okay something's up like I don't really know what exactly this is but this isn't healthy Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I got like started on this whole like lemons by Tay like journey is because I am so blessed to like have the platform I do and like it would be selfish of me to not share my experiences with people like with the platform that I have I feel like just because there's so many people going through the same thing whether they were like COVID nurse or not, you know, like COVID everyone, like everyone's just mental health, just like heightened and like, it just heightened in a bad way. So that's kind of how I like started lemons and why I'm sharing my journey.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's one, it's great that you are sharing it because I think a lot of times some people don't think that their like problems are big enough or like important enough or they might think like I have such a good life like why am I sad or why does this stress me out and so I feel like obviously social media shows the good side of your life and like everything's going great but I think it's really important to share that literally anyone can go through something like this and it's not something to be ashamed of and it's something to pay attention to but when you were first having these you know struggles like when you had your first panic attack did you identify that that was a panic attack did you realize that you were being triggered from the PPE that you had to wear, or did that take time to understand and to kind of realize?
0: I will, I knew I was having panic attack because I had had just like a couple in my life before, but it definitely took me a little bit to figure out maybe like the root of the trigger. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just wouldn't even make sense. Like I would be getting my nails done and I would like start like sweating, feel nauseous, like get dizzy and i was like why like i've come to the salon how many times in my life like the same place the same person probably the same chair like why is this happening to me so it definitely like took me a little to like figure out why and i still even like struggle with it i think it's just kind of generalized like it is like ptsd from all of what i kind of went through and i'm still working through but it definitely took me a minute to like figure out and that's normal mm-hmm. too like i feel like people like me sharing that Taylor pointing out to me that something was wrong with me. And I didn't know, I feel like that is something that people agree with the most. Like it's so much harder for us to see that in ourselves, you know, like there's, let's say you're like losing weight and there's like minimal changes like each day that you see So you don't really see it. Like you look mm-hmm. at your mirror every day and like you don't necessarily see those, but let's say you go a month without seeing someone and they see you, they're like, oh my gosh, like you lost 20 pounds. Like I can see it. And like, it's harder for us to see it because we see the same thing every day. And like, that's kind of the same thing in our brain. I feel like we think the same things. Like we become accustomed to feeling, yeah. viewing and perceiving things. Like, sometimes it takes someone who is viewing you and being like, something's different. And you're like, no. And they're like, yeah, there really is. So I kind of think that's it's like an analogy I like to use for that.
1: Yeah. And when you did start realizing, when you had that conversation, when you started, you know, having those panic attacks and you started realizing, like, I'm not okay, like something is wrong, what steps did you take to start prioritizing your mental health? Like, did you find a therapist right away? Did you just, start like meditating? Or like, what did you kind of do first? Because I think that's really scary for people. They don't even know where to start or what to do. And that's what stops people from trying to get help in the first place.
0: Yeah, for me, I wish I would have found therapy sooner than I did. It was kind of hard for me to find someone at first. But I definitely I'm the type of person to like, just take a lot of alone time to think through things and like, try to view Myself or view a situation through like another person's like perspective, so I think when this all started happening, I was just kind of like I would live my life like normal, but then every time something would happen, I would like think about like when it happened, what was I doing before, like why do I think this was and like compare it to like other types of situations that had happened previously, so that was kind of how I started pinpointing and maybe figuring out like why what I did. I feel like I'm still trying to like figure out exactly what to do to help, but it was just a lot of like self-reflection, I think, and talking through like with Taylor, like the person that's closest to me, like how I had been acting or like how he viewed me, like what I was doing that even prompted him to like ask me, but just like taking time to like do things that I love to like, kind of like care for myself. Like just give myself like a little pat on the back, like go get a facial or go like spend some time doing something like something along those lines to just like kind of be gentle with myself for a little bit and just take some time to like maybe not go out with friends. Maybe I'll stay home and do something or something that's like a positive for yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. And you're engaged. So I feel like you would have insight to this, but how do you like show up for your partner if they're struggling with mental health? Because I feel like that's another side of the coin where a lot of times people are, you know, it's not just them, like it affects other people too. So how should you show up for your partner? Or how do you show up for your partner when they're dealing with something, for example? Because I feel like you know both sides to it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like, it takes work.
1: And it just, I think
0: the biggest thing is having open and honest communication about stuff because Taylor will come to me and he'll be like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like he's like, I kind of feel like you're being distant. Are you feeling quiet? Did I do something? And I'm like, no, you didn't do anything. I think maybe I'm just kind of struggling with this or I'm stressed about this processing this because I think as a spouse, it's hard to not take it personally. Like obviously like Taylor knows that he didn't do anything to like cause all like my mental health stuff, but it's hard for him to accept the fact that like, he can't do anything about it. So Mm -hmm. to say, like he can love me, he can make me dinner. He can do this, that the other, But like the fact that he can't like get in my mind and like change stuff, like it frustrates him because he just wants me to be like happy and whatnot. So it's definitely hard, but I truly think that communication and just being honest when you're not feeling like appreciated, or if you feel like your spouse is being quiet or distant, or you see them doing something, just like being honest with them because communication is huge. And I'm very lucky that Taylor and I have figured out how to communicate so well Mm -hmm. that has been a struggle for me before in relationships romantically and friendship relationships. But just knowing at the end of the day that we both love each other no matter what, but sharing our feelings and like Taylor not taking it personally when I'm like, I don't feel happy because Mm -hmm. he doesn't have anything to do with it, but it's hard for him to not take it personally, you know? So I think that would be like the biggest thing.
1: Yeah. Just having that like open communication with yeah. each other, which I think it's, it's hard when some people are, you know, more reserved or more like they bottle things up. Like you were saying, you're like made of steel comment about you know, it takes so much to make you cry. How do you feel comfortable though? I guess like lowering your walls or like sharing things and being more open. Cause for some people that's like so hard to do. It's like, You have to pull things out of them. And I feel like depending on who I'm with, I'm similar to that where I really don't like sharing a lot. Like if I'm upset or if I'm stressed, I'm just like, I'm just going to deal with it on my own because no one can help anyways. So there's no point in sharing it. And like, I, I'm someone that I hate like talking about myself. So when we're in a group or like when I'm catching up with friends, I am always the one that's like, tell me about this. Tell me about that. Tell me about that like, I don't want to share really what's going on because I just don't want to talk about it. Because if I'm stressed, I don't want to like re-bring it up. And, you know, I'm just way, way, way more reserved with that. And so I am always the one asking people questions about like their life because I don't want them to ask about me, which is kind of bad sometimes. But how do you become more open and more like vulnerable in that sense? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely hard for me. I
0: still like, I very much still struggle with it because that is like my personality to not confront things. Like, I have friends that are like, will just come out and like say what's bothering them or say something that I did that hurt them. And like, they won't even think twice about bringing it up to me. Whereas me, I'm like, oh, maybe I took this the wrong way, or maybe they didn't mean it like this. Maybe they meant it like that. And I'll just like think it through my head and not ever say anything. Me too. <laughs> but I think me going through kind of mentally what I did like at the beginning of this year I was just like even though I was out of the hospital it was weird I still don't really know like I feel like mental things you can't really like understand fully because the mind is such a crazy thing but like at the beginning of this year like we were going to New York we were doing all this stuff Taylor had a movie coming out it was like such like a fun time and I just remember not feeling anything. Like I just kind of felt numb. And like I was like, this is my first time ever going to New York. Like I was so excited. And I was just like, I don't feel anything. Like I'm saying I'm happy, but I don't know if I feel happy. Like just like a weird, I like was just kind of numb at the time. And I remember Taylor was like asking me a lot, like, are you okay? Are you okay? And once I finally started to like open up about things. It just made our relationship so much better. And like, it gave Taylor insight into how I was feeling or like how I was viewing things. Because if you don't say anything that the other person's not going to know, like they can't read your mind. And that's something that I struggle with is like in a relationship, sometimes it will be like, I'll expect Taylor to like read my mind about something, something that even doesn't even have to do about mental health It'll be like, it hurt me to put the dishes in the dishwasher. I don't know. But like something like that, like that's just how I am. But I've seen such positive effects in my relationship with Taylor, my relationship with my parents, my friends, family, whoever, just sharing how I'm feeling a little more and just having that open line of communication. Honestly, and like the people that love you are going to like hear you and respect you and either agree or disagree. But at the end of the day, as long as they like respect and hear like what you have to say, like that's a good friend or that's a good family member. And like the people who aren't really there for you or don't love you if they like disagree with you or they don't like believe then they're not meant to be in your
1: life yeah a good way to find red flags is by yeah (laughs) yeah, seeing like people's reaction to that because I think it should always come from like a place of understanding or at least trying to understand rather than being like oh like shutting down someone's feelings that's a good way to get them to put their guard right back up It's where the biggest
0: advice Taylor gave me, and we both like apply this to our relationship. We've never been in an argument before. Like we've like obviously had disagreements, but like we've never been in an argument. And I think because we have both learned because we both are like, I love you. I'm going to view this situation from the other's perspective and see why I would view things this way or why I said this or why I did that. And learning like how to do that and just how to like talk through it and be like, oh, like this is how Taylor perceived that he thought I was doing this when really I was just doing this, something like that. That's been the biggest blessing in like our relationship. And even just like I apply it to like my friends and whatnot, like that's huge for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. So since you guys haven't been in like any arguments, but you've had disagreements how do you approach those disagreements? Is it just like, okay, I'm going to look to see your point of view like you were saying or is there anything else that you guys do? Do you take time apart? Do you like need alone time to come back to things and you're less heated or what? I guess what does that look like for you? Because so many people have like heated arguments with their significant other, which I don't think is the healthiest. So how do you like view disagreements in a healthy way?
0: Yeah, I think if Taylor were to even try to have a heated argument with me, it wouldn't go anywhere because I'm just like, very passive and I'm very just like, I'll listen. Like if he's upset, I'll listen and I'll be like, okay. Like he has so much wisdom and he's so quick and like knows what he feels, knows like what to say. And I'm like, I need to go like sleep on this. I need like my alone time to like process and like figure out the correct words to say. Cause when we first started dating, he would like say something and then I would respond, but that wasn't the answer I wanted to say, but I didn't mean it like that. And then he would take it another way. So now we've just kind of learned that if we do like disagree with something, he'll bring it up or I'll bring it up. But I just kind of need more time to process it. And I think at first Taylor was like, probably like, really, she needs time to process. But now like he understands that that's just my personality. Like when my brain is flooded, I can't like decipher like up, down, left, right. Like I need a minute to like unscramble the words and like put them into a sentence.
1: I think every single i mean obviously not every single one but so many relationships are like that where one person needs time and the other person is like no we need to settle this right now so i am someone that's like no we need to settle this right now like i like don't want to you know extend this any longer like let's just get this over with and let's talk about it but yeah. my boyfriend is like no i need time to think and i'm like what are you thinking about like to me i'm like why do you need time to think like just think yeah. right now and like <laughs> let's have this conversation But over the years, I've definitely become a bit better at like realizing, okay, we'll give it a night or however long, you know, and then we'll come back to it. Because usually when you don't give someone the time that they need, like if they need time to process it, like you said, you say things that you don't mean, and then it just like makes things so much worse. So definitely think that most people end up in relationships where it's like the two opposite styles of disagreements. Yeah, for sure. I've heard that a lot. And I know that about my friends too. That's definitely a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to ask you what your routine looks like now with like what you implement with self-care. So do you have any practices that you do? Do you, you know, just like morning routine, night routine, what does your day to day look like? And like, how do you implement self-care in those days? Yeah.
0: So I have a normal routine and right now we're like in the middle of like moving and planning a wedding and doing a lot of work stuff. So it's definitely been like an adjustment of my routine because I'm not like in my space right now, which is hard for me because I love like being in like my own space for like in a friend's guest house right now. So I'm like, don't have, like I'm living out of a suitcase. I don't have all of my things, but like my biggest thing right now that I do is like either in the morning at night or in the middle of the day, like I'll make sure to take time, whether it's like in the morning, I'll go sit outside, like have my coffee, Maybe I'll just like glance through my emails, like scroll through messages, like not responding, just kind of like getting an overview and like setting up my day type of thing. If I'm doing it like around like two or four, that time is like my, I'll go get like an Olipop, the little like soda thing, or I'll go have a coffee. Like that's kind of like my mid pick me up time. So during that time, I will again, just either like do quiet time. I'll like write a blog or I'll do something like productive for myself. And then kind of the same thing at night. Sometimes I'll journal at night. Night is definitely more like do the face mask, like doing a full like skincare routine at night, like just makes me so happy. Like doing the whole, like the wash, the toner, the serum, the this, the that, the other, like that just makes me so happy. So when I have nights that I like have time to do that, I'm like, I'll be like, babe, I need to go wash my face. And it's like 30 (laughs) minutes later. He's like, what were you doing? I'm like my whole skincare routine. What are you talking about? (laughs) So that's definitely one of my favorite things. But a lot of times I tell people like what I like, but then that's like not their interest. Like my girlfriend, she like, she'll read, like that's her thing. Like she'll read in the morning. Like she'll read whenever she gets like an hour of time to herself. Like that's like her release. I have another friend that's like a runner who she'll like literally run like 10 miles. And I'm like, I can't get on board with that one. So I definitely think it's like finding niche of what you enjoy mm-hmm. is important, but I love just like quiet time with myself, quiet time, like with Taylor, just like sitting on the porch. We call it like a debrief, like just like sitting, having coffee, talking or at night, like having a glass of wine and talking just like, I'm very big on like either just sitting or just like sitting with Taylor or sitting with like a family member and just kind of like talking like through mm-hmm. stuff. But also I do enjoy my alone time so sometimes I'll be like I'm gonna go like sit outside and read or those would be like some of my like favorite self-care things I like to incorporate
1: yeah no I'm very similar to you where I love the skincare routine I like need alone time but I just like sitting with people like that's like my favorite thing just like sitting and talking and chatting I don't need to be like doing anything really but before we go what are some of your top skincare or self-care products that you were mentioning? Because now I'm like, okay, I want to know what they are. because <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think of like,
0: I have way too many favorites. I like need to narrow down my favorites. I'm trying to think like right off the top of my head. Something that I have been incorporating is from Osea. They have this vagus, vagus, however you say it, nerve oil and spray. It basically is like, the oil you like put behind your ears or like on your wrists and the spray is like a mister like for the room, bedding, whatever. But that's just kind of like the smells are like they're calming. The nerve has a lot to do with like with like your mental health and like incorporating that product has been really fun for me. Like I'll put it on before like I go to bed or I'll like just lay with my hands on my chest or like do like a breathing exercise. Like smelling it is like it really like relaxing to me. Those products in that brand, I love Tata Harper. I love like anything from them. Dr. Dennis Gross. I love Aid Beauty. I love Rejuvenating Serum from Tata Harper. I'm literally like trying to think of what's in my drawer right now. and (laughs) Half of what's in my drawer because we packed, we were supposed to be at our friend's house for a week and we've been here for five. So (laughs) I've been like washing the same clothes like every week. It's been a nightmare. But Tata Harper has some really great face masks too that I love. There's going to be like a little pricey, but I've seen really good, like,
1: results in my skin
0: from them. And then check
1: it out. I don't even know the brand. I don't think I've seen Which the one? brand. Tata Harper? Is that oh what you said? Yeah. It's yeah. my
0: favorite. I have some, like, linked on my Instagram. Like, I've done videos with their stuff before. I love it. And then Dr. Dennis Gross has this, like, LED mask that you, like, lay, and there's, like, a red light and a blue light. And before I moved, I would use that because I think it has a 10-minute timer. And I would use that as like my break time. Whenever I was doing, I would like go like lay in bed and just press the button and just like lay there. So like (laughs) I would use that as my break time. And I'm like, but I'm like bettering my skin, so it's a two for one. So I'm definitely gonna go do that.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's nice. Hopefully you move soon so you can have your whole collection. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yep. We are hoping. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tay, for coming on my podcast. I really enjoy this conversation. Where can they find you and where can they find Lemons by Tay?
0: Yeah. So I'm at Tay Dome. I'm pretty much, not pretty much, I am only on Instagram, but Lemons by Tay now, we've had it for like a month. It's on Instagram, it's Lemons by Tay. And then at lemonsbytay.com is the website where we share all mental health and self care tips, just stuff that I'm passionate about, stuff that's helped me, new things that I'm wanting to try and wanting to share. So I'm very excited for it and its future.
1: Awesome. Well, that's really exciting. And I will have everything in the show notes, but thanks again. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday.